You're listening to Speaking to Influence, communication secrets of the C-suite. Do you want to speak with confidence and authority, have more influence, and get bigger and better results? Whether you're a top executive, an entrepreneur, or climbing the career ladder, this is the show for you. The leader who wants to inspire others and leave a lasting legacy. Now here's your host, world-renowned TEDx speaker, author, and executive communication coach, Dr. Laura Sokola. Welcome to the podcast, Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, your host, founder of Vocal Impact Productions, and author of Speaking to Influence, Mastering Your Leadership Voice. Today, I want to offer something that seems is in very short supply and ever greater demand these days. Hope. When the world at large is so full of uncertainty, insecurity, instability, People are are starting to panic. They're concerned about their jobs, about the economy, the impact on their businesses and on their families. I want to answer the question that seems to be on everyone's mind. How can we, as leaders, convey and instill confidence in those around us? How do we inspire them and encourage them to stay positive, to not panic or make rash decisions, and to trust that we've got their back? Everyone seems at a loss for words, at least useful ones. What to say, what not to say, when to say it, how to say it. They're all giant question marks in everyone's mind. This was the topic of a LinkedIn Live conversation that I just hosted, and the chat was so rich with questions and comments, and the feedback that I got afterward was so positive and full of gratitude for offering the strategies and tactics that I shared that I decided I wanted to share that conversation with all of you. And because I wanted to make sure to provide as much content and value as possible, the live stream itself was nearly an hour. So we're going to break it here into two shorter podcast episodes. Today is the first half, and tomorrow's episode will provide the balance. So with that, here's part one of how to instill confidence in times of uncertainty. We have a lot to talk about today because the world is, is well, the world. <laughs> There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of people who are wrestling really on both sides of the employment equation, so to speak. And there's just a lot of other stuff going on personally, professionally. And with that sense of uncertainty that so many people are feeling on different levels from business owners to employees to college students to sort of everybody else, we're going to have a special conversation today. And it's all about how to instill confidence in uncertain times. And I think it's important to look at the idea of instilling confidence, meaning helping others to feel it. And we're going to look at a variety of elements that go into that cocktail, really make sure that we are hitting the nail on the head and providing the greatest amount of value to you and to your people, to your audience as possible. Remember, when I use the word audience, I don't mean that you're on a stage. I mean, you could be, or that you're necessarily on camera like we are right now. It's really more about whoever you're talking to, whoever, whether it's a one-on-one, whether you are doing a virtual meeting for your employees, for your partners, for your stakeholders of sorts, or if it's asynchronously, maybe you're making a video that you want to post here on LinkedIn or on any other platform. You're going to make a podcast video. You're going to have a message that you want to share with anyone, personal or professional. It can also be your family. 
your significant other, your spouse, your roommates, your kids, where is their uncertainty? Where is someone feeling anxious, someone feeling unsettled, and you need to help them feel a sense of calm, feel maybe even inspiration, most importantly, hope, security. Certainly with investors, you want your investors to feel safe, to feel secure, to feel in control. Anybody who claims that they're not a control freak, yeah, in these kinds of situations, we all want a sense of control. People are definitely experiencing uncertain times today and serving clients who are poorly led. That's an interesting phrase. I'd be curious to know when you think about a client being led poorly, what does that mean to you? And I'm not just asking the person who posted the question, but I'm sharing this question with everybody out there who's listening. Whether you're listening right now in real time or you're listening to the replay later on to the podcast, ask yourself, who do you know who is just not being served well, who's not being led effectively? What does poorly led mean and what does led well mean? What would that look like? So if leadership is leading towards uncertainty, toward anxiety, how you can help. And of course, that is naturally going to be role dependent, but regardless of what your role is and your relationship with whoever that person or group happens to be, you still have a role to play. You still can have an impact, can have an effect. I mean, really, what is influence? We talk all the time, speaking to influence. Influence, very simply, is having an effect on someone or something. So my question for you is, what effect do you want to have on that audience? Given the context, given the anxieties of the times, given the questions, the challenges, the uncertainties that's going on, what impact, what effect do you want to have? What influence do you want to have? And then we'll start looking at how to get there. So in this unprecedented economy that we have with inflation, with layoffs, I mean, gosh, when we look at things like the fact that Amazon recently announced a five-digit reduction in force, Goldman Sachs just laid off a few thousand people and have recommitted to letting go of another 5% of their workforce every year. So this is something people are perpetually on notice for. Salesforce has let people go. I think Apple, if I'm not mistaken. And then industries that typically never let people go, law firms, restaurants, McDonald's is letting people go. I mean, that's unheard of. So it's universal. We're all in this together, for better, for worse. So let's dive in a little bit to get a sense of what we can do to help to inspire that sense of confidence in others. And, you know, we talk about instilling confidence. I'm going to also use the word inspiring. And I'm a linguist, so you got to let me geek out a little bit here and there with some etymology, some word history. But if you ever thought about it, the word inspire, to inspire confidence, comes from the same root as well, it's from the Latin inspirare, which literally translates to breathing life into or breathing spirit into something. So if you're inspiring confidence, you're breathing life into the other person. You're giving them your confidence and trying to help them feel that sense of calm, security, trust, peace. And on the flip side, reducing the anxiety, reducing the fear, reducing the worry. Yes, I think it's a great way to put it, even though there is uncertainty, as someone in the chat just put, aspiring to stabilize the work at the business, to add a sense of stability. These are all great ways to put it. So in order to really be successful in this area and inspiring 
confidence in others and instilling or ingraining a sense of confidence in others. It requires a few fundamental things first. First and foremost, we have to start with the end in mind. And we don't tend to do this as crystallized as we should. So if you've ever had a chance to read my book, Speaking to Influence, you may have seen that at the beginning of each chapter, I start with a little quote from Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland or Through the Looking Glass. And one of the most popularly quoted or misquoted or referenced segments from those books, I'm going to read it to you real quick right here, is when Alice meets the Cheshire Cat and she says, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? And the cat says, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Well, I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter where you go, said the cat. So long as I get somewhere, Alice added as an explanation. Oh, you're sure to do that, said the cat, if only you walk long enough. And I love that quote because I feel like that's how we kind of go into these conversations. It's like, well, I, I just, I, I, I got to do something. I got to fix something. I, I want to change. I don't want them to feel this. I want them to feel not this. Well, what does not this mean? We got to define this because it is a, it, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. So think about a GPS. If you're looking to get in the car and you want your GPS to tell you where to go, <laughs> we have to plug in an address first. What do you want the end destination to be? You can't just say, okay, Siri, tell me where to go. She's going to say, punch in the coordinates and I'll tell you how to get there. So we need to define, operationalize the outcome that we want. Here's how to do it. First, who's your audience? Let's get really clear. Are you speaking specifically? Are you planning to speak in the moment to employees, to clients, to investors, to your significant other, your family? It's all relevant one way or another, personal or professional. But we need to ask ourselves, you need to ask yourself, I want to inspire confidence in this person. I want to instill confidence, but confidence in what? Confidence that what will happen or will not happen. That's really important because it will change. Again, that's a tweak in the direction. It's not just about, I don't want to go south. I want to go north-ish. Where north are you looking to get? A while ago, I was working with Dream Adventures, and, which is a tech startup incubator, amazing program. And the managing partner at the time, Steve Barsh, used to always say to the entrepreneurs in the program, when they were doing their pitches, he'd say, less waving, more pointing. Less waving, more pointing. I love that expression because it means in that context, it was people were just saying, well, you know, I mean, it's kind of like this. And I, you're, they're talking in broad generalities, which is the verbal equivalent of just waving your hands kind of in the physical equivalent of, you know, you know, I mean, which quite literally implies I don't know what I'm saying. So I'm hoping you know what I mean. Not good. We need to be specific. We need to be able to articulate to ourselves. And I do literally mean articulate. We need to be able to put on paper first, if necessary, what exactly we want to have confidence in. What kind of confidence do we want to instill? So I say semi-facetiously that the biggest gap in the world is the three inches between here and here, between your brain and your mouth. And the part of the brain 
that processes general concepts is different from the part of the brain that processes speech, that creates speech. So we know more or less the kind of stuff that we want to convey, the general sense that we want to convey to other people. But then when we open our mouths, the words that come out, well, let's just say they're not quite as clear, compelling, inspiring. You know what I mean, right? You've had those moments where you hear yourself talk and you immediately think, that sounded better in my head. Anybody out there with me on that one? Or am I the only one? If you had that moment where you go, no, no, I, I know I can say this better. And then what do we do? We say it like eight more times, hoping that each time will be better. It's not better than the last time around. It's just different. Why? Because we didn't think it through first. So whether you are looking for them to feel confidence in themselves, that they are valued, that they are valuable, that the department's not going anywhere, that no matter what happens, you're going to support them. If there is a reduction in force, you're going to help them find another opportunity. You're not just going to say, see ya, you know, you got 24 hours to pack up your desk. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm just brainstorming on whatever message you need to convey to them, but whatever it is, be able to articulate it for yourself. Very specifically, I want them slash I want you to feel confident that, finish that sentence. You need to be able to articulate it. And when you're thinking about that outcome, okay, that's the confidence piece. Think about it in that whenever you're having a conversation with somebody, and even in this kind of situation where it's more of a monologue, maybe you're going to make a short video for all of your employees or for your investors or something that you want to put on social media for the world to know a general message for branding or marketing or just general thought leadership, in which case the audience will hear it later. But when you speak, you're always going to have three degrees of impact, three degrees of impact. And those three degrees of impact are cognitive emotional, and behavioral. In other words, you want to have an impact on what people think, how people feel, and what they do. Think, feel, do. So let's dissect those a little bit. Again, this is part of your GPS destination that you're going to plug in right from the beginning. You have to decide this first before you go in and just start rambling. So with regard to the first one, Level one impact, think. Another word for think could be understand, know, recognize, or believe. What do you want them to know leaving this conversation that they did not know before they came in? Maybe it's a new fact. Maybe it's a changed perspective. Maybe it is clarifying or corrected information. Maybe it's just new information. Do they need to understand a reason for something? Do they need to know it's not personal? It's just about, about a budget or about whatever other situation, but it's not personal, which of course to the person listening is total BS because if they're the one being impacted, it's totally personal. But you know what I mean? As far as if the decision to reduce this particular department is not about the reduction of your position because of who you are, because of the value you add, it's not about, those are points of distinction that maybe it really essential for that person to know. All right. So think. Second degree of impact is feel. When they leave here, considering how they feel on the way into that conversation, how do you want them to feel on the way out? 
Do you want them to feel respected? Do you want them to feel personally appreciated? Do you want them to feel supported? Do you want them to feel stable? Do you want them to feel that they are trusting that it's going to be okay? What do you want them to feel? Be able to articulate that for yourself. And then number three, the third level of impact, third degree of impact, is again, the behavioral, the do. What do you want them to do when they leave? Do you want them to immediately start looking for another position? Do you want them to ask you for a letter of recommendation? Do you want them to, and again, I'm just, I'm using this example of someone being laid off because this is the big fear. This is the big topic that's in all the headlines nowadays, but it really could be anything. So I'm just using this example, but think about how whatever we're talking about here today would apply to you in your situation. You can always extrapolate all of this. So what do you want them to do? Do you want them to say thank you for something? Do you want them to go in and share what they've learned from you with the rest of their team? Do you want them to spread the word? Do you want them to post something? Do you want them to not look for another job? Maybe they're concerned that their seat might be next on the chopping block. And you're like, please don't start looking for, no, we need you here. I need you here. You're not going anywhere. This ship's not going down. Please do not jump. We want you here. Tell me what we need to do to keep you. So whatever it is, what behavior do you want them to take? And here's a key. The do impact is directly contingent upon your being able to get through with the first two levels. They will not do what you want them to do if they do not think or understand what you need them to understand. And more importantly, if they do not feel what you want them to feel. If I'm not feeling it, I hear the words, yeah, I kind of understand it. And in theory, I know what you're saying. So I hear the words, I understand it, but I don't care. I still don't feel respected. I still don't feel secure. I still don't feel whatever it valued. So yeah, I'm going to look for something else anyway. If they don't feel it, it doesn't matter. You will not get to level three if you don't get past level one and level two. That is critical. So with all of that, I think we've identified the GPS destination now. We've plugged in the address. We've hit calculate route. Now, how do we get there? The first thing that I want you to consider is asking yourself in this exchange, again, whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many, real-time or asynchronous, et cetera, virtually or in person, the first question is, what qualities do you want to project? What do you want them to see in you? Besides, okay, she's smart, she's knowledgeable, she's an expert, he's, okay, technical expertise, notwithstanding. This is about your leadership. This is about inspiring confidence and trust. So what are some personal qualities that you want people to see in you when you're having this conversation with them? Do you want them, for example, to view you as someone who is trustworthy, someone who is relatable, someone who is empathetic, perhaps compassionate? Do you want them to feel like you have a sense of humor? Does that help to put them at ease a little bit, get them to laugh a bit? Or is it, no, this, there's no room here for humor. There is nothing funny about this. Don't play that game at all. Okay. Totally up to you. 
what qualities do you want them to project? I see people putting in things like empathetic, caring, supportive, and there's no wrong answer. Whatever you want to convey in that moment, okay, that's your choice. But remember, that is also part of that GPS. You need to think about, most importantly, what are those qualities? Because then you have to ask yourself, what do they sound like? What do they look like? How do you recognize those qualities when you see or hear them? Because no matter what you wrote down, all of those qualities are much like beauty in the eye of the beholder. Whether you are trying to come across as compassionate and empathetic or as strong and decisive and committed and focused, those are all subjective interpretations of objective behaviors. And in the rest of today, we're going to talk about what those objective behaviors are in order to help create those subjective interpretations, the recognition of those qualities. But again, we need to decide if I want to project empathy to this person, given their situation and their likely emotional state as a result, which most people aren't terribly good at hiding, what would compassion or support or strength look like or sound like to them relative to someone else? Because that can vary, right? I see great lists coming in here as well. Trusting or trustworthy, knowledgeable, strong, fair, competent, having emotional intelligence, committed. That's a great one. What does it mean to project commitment, to show someone that, yes, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to getting this result. I'm committed to this outcome. You could say it, but chances are if you just use the words, well, I'm committed to this. Uh, okay. Most people, when you use a subjective qualifier like that about yourself, I'm committed, I'm caring, I'm supportive, I'm trustworthy, most people's instinctive internal reaction, they won't verbalize it, but what they're most likely thinking is, "Mm, I'll be the judge of that, right? So how can you help them to see and hear those qualities in you? How do you get them to draw those conclusions for yourself? They have to do that because they will not believe you if you disclaim it, but they don't get it from you. If they're not feeling it in their gut, then you didn't achieve that and you've already lost all three levels of impact. You're going down the wrong path. Your GPS is absolutely off. So when we think about those qualities, it is important to recognize that rule number one, first and foremost, if our goal today, our big picture umbrella theme is instilling or inspiring confidence in others, the simple fact is that they will absolutely not feel confident in anything you say if you don't project confidence first. You have to show them that you are confident in what you say. That will help them believe that you're standing by it. Now, everybody's out there has heard expressions like, well, it's not what you say, it's how you say it that matters, right? Bull. I will say that again in case anybody missed it or in case somebody thought I was mincing words. Bull. It is not just how you say it rather than what you say that matters. It is absolutely the integration of both. What you say and how you say it are two sides of the same coin. Because if you have great words, but the delivery stinks and you screw up the how you say it part, well, it's kind of like coating a pearl in mud. There's good stuff in there, but nobody can find it. And on the flip side, if your words are a mess, they're undiplomatic, they're kind of babbly, they're just 
vague, they're uninspiring one way or another, then it doesn't matter how gung-ho you sound or how much charisma is in your voice as you're saying it. They're going, what are you talking about? It's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's at best somebody might momentarily be entertained by the show, but that wears off really quickly. And frankly, it's annoys the pig. So ultimately serves no real purpose. It is the integration of the message. It is the what you say, the words that you say, and the delivery, your voice and your body language that have to deliver that message. And when those things work together, they are integrated, then you are whole. The word to integrate, I'm going to geek out on you one more second here. The word integrate actually has the same root as the word integrity, which derives from the same place as the word integer. For all you math people, what is an integer? An integer is a whole number. No fractions, no decimals. You're making something whole. You are integrating. Your message has integrity. Not just about the moral aspect of integrity, but you seem complete in what you're saying. And when that happens, this is where you start to project that confidence because it seems like you mean what you say. And when you're able to do that, others will get on board. That was part one of my live stream discussion on how to instill confidence in times of uncertainty. Tomorrow, you can catch the rest of the conversation when I share pitfalls to avoid, which vocal patterns convey confidence, and which patterns undermine authority, the role of body language, both in person and in virtual meetings, and more. Catch all of that and more on episode 142 of Speaking to Influence. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice so we can help even more people increase their confidence, presence, and influence. And finally, if you want to download my free guide to equipment recommendations for virtual influence, including my picks for microphones, lights, and more, go to speakingtoinfluence.com. I'm Dr. Laura Sokola, and you're listening to Speaking to Influence communication secrets of the C-suite. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Laura Sokola, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Speaking to Influence podcast. If you love listening to these episodes as much as I love bringing them to you, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please go to iTunes right now to rate and review our podcast in order to help us expand our reach so even more people can master the three C's to command the room, connect with the audience, and close the deal. Thanks for listening to Speaking to Influence, Communication Secrets of the C-Suite, the show for leaders who want to speak with impact. The hosts, producers, owners, and media distributors of the show make no guarantees that the strategies and information discussed will result in profit or other success and may result in losses. The opinions and statements of the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the owners, staff, managers, broadcasters, or sponsors of the show. No medical or psychological therapy or personal or professional wellness or relationship advice is offered in the show. You are advised to seek counsel on matters related to your health, family, relationships, job or other business and legal matters from licensed advisors in those areas prior to making any changes in business or lifestyle. No information provided may be suitable in your situation. As always, take responsibility for the decisions and actions you take, including the reactions they may make in your work, family, health, and life.